Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tonight, we tell you what we thought of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Plus, the Punisher, he's coming. And a very special guest speaks out in defense of the gifted. Marvel TV Weekly starts now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey, welcome to Marvel TV Weekly. I'm Christian Blatt, joined as always by the one, the only, the festive Zia Landerson. Hey guys, I've got my antlers because that was the only vote, but it got four up likes. So antlers it is. Antlers it is. Uh, and we have a very, as I mentioned in the top of the show, we have a very special guest uh, on the couch. Uh, basically, I trapped her into doing the show because she was just finishing up the Saturday Night Live after show. And I was like, you can't go anywhere. Steph's a bra. What's up, you guys? I'm here to defend the gifted. That's right, because you are on the gifted uh, after show. Yep. And were you on in season one as well? Or yes. Did, okay. I've been on since the beginning. And what I like Ooh. about that show is that because Stephen Lemieux, one of our fearless leaders here at AfterBuzz, because he does it, you get really cool graphics. Yeah. Like, if he was on this show, we'd have awesome graphics. But, Zia, because it's just me and you, no we're just like... No one cares about us. Yeah. I mean, we have a cool logo. I mean, I'll, you know, I'll give it that. But yeah. uh, that's, you know, it's about... But I like, see no graphics. No graphics <laughs> at all. Uh, well, the first thing we're going to talk about, and we will talk about The Gifted in a moment, but uh, the uh, biggest news of the past week is that... The Punisher, season two, is coming sometime next month. Finally. But that means within a month we'll have uh, probably 13, I doubt 10, probably 13 more, probably the final 13 episodes of the Punisher series. Oh, I made Zia sad. But, I was uh, happy and then I was sad. How excited are you to have more John Bernthal, more <laughs> Punisher? I'm so excited. I've been that's the one I've been waiting for the most and looking forward to the most because Daredevil has always kind of been in first place for me, but the Punisher's a really, really close second. So I was really excited that we're getting another season of it before they axe all the Marvel shows at once. Yeah. So, you know. Well get a little bit more. And you know, let's just hope that we're able to uh, get ourselves on the Punisher after show. Yes. Because then we can talk about it there and here and there and here and, you know, and anywhere And on else. the Blackcast. Yeah, of course, and on the Blackcast. <laughs> I mean, that's really what's important. This isn't a Monopoly, Christian. I mean, it, it kind of is. I, I am that old Mr. Monopoly with the monocle and the oh, top wait. hat. If Disney, Disney's doing it, it's okay. Yeah, Never mind. thank yeah. you. I'm glad somebody understands. Uh, so I didn't know when we were going to get it, and, you know, they didn't tell us the day. Mm-mm. But uh, there's a look, it's going to be a Friday. I doubt it's going to be, what, the like fifth, like the first Friday. So mid-January, we're going to get it. Can't wait. Uh, I don't I don't quite know what they're going to do in this season. I don't know anything about it. I don't know. I mean, from the way season one ended, hopefully you watched it, because I'm going to say we yeah. saw, we got Jigsaw. Yeah. So, well, we better get him this time. I know? mean, that's what I'm hoping. They yeah. set him up to be, you know, that character. So I'm hoping that they just kind of 
start from where they left off. That's what I'm that's trying right. to get that yeah. out. And, yeah. Oh, and um, lots more shooting people. Yeah, I mean, because if we don't I get that, if we don't get that, then, you know, maybe he should be canceled. Then if, what's if he, the point? If, if Frank Castle <laughs> turns over a new leaf and it's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to hug people instead of shoot them. No, well, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't like that. television off. Yeah. <laughs> television uh, off. But anyway, uh, so Steph, as we mentioned, you are on the Gifted After Show. And since Marvel TV Weekly began uh, a little bit over a year ago, <laughs> Uh, this show and the various panelists that we've had on it have been very hard on that show. Uh, I felt like it really started to come around at the end of the first season. And I think it's got so many ups and downs, more than any Marvel property. But uh, So you've been on it for both seasons. So how did you end up on that show? Were you just like, oh, uh, I'm kind of interested in it? Or did you have like a background of being you know, a fan of the X-Men movies? How did you uh, end up on that panel? I, I've always liked the X-Men movies. I like Mutants. Who's your favorite X-Men? Um, I don't know. Probably, just Probably Wolf- Jubilee. Wolverine. I, I day- have to go Wolverine. classic. One day someone's going to say Jubilee. I love the dimensions. I love the darkness and the lightness in him. So, right. But I, I love what mutants stand for in Marvel Comics history. I think that they represent such a great and important part of society like the outcast the a lot of times that will lgbtq plus community and minorities so that's why i was like oh yes like we have this is sick on a show i want to be a part of it and then steven asked me to do it and, and i hadn't been on a show with steven so i'm like yeah i'm in yeah, I mean, technically, we signed up to do South Park so we could do a show with Steven. And yet, yeah. once we came on South Park, he's like, yeah, I'm out. He doesn't want to do it with us. Like, so good for you that you get to do a show with Steven. But at least I get a show with Christian, so. Well, that's that's true. Everybody that, wants a show with Christian. Yeah, uh, You're not wrong. You are not well, wrong. Well, and Zia, look at this duo. You lucky Marvel TV I know. Weekly. We used to have other people well, on this show, but man, everybody... there's not room. This, this desk isn't big enough for four people. They're okay. Oh, all right, Venom. Just calm down. All right? <laughs> you know, it's, you're just lucky that uh, that you still get to be here, and that we haven't, you know, rang some bells and shot you. Lucky, in the space. it's torture back here. <laughs> Steph, you didn't know that uh, that Venom was our engineer. I didn't know producer. that. What? Yeah. Hi, Steph. <laughs> uh, now, what have I told you? Don't threaten to eat the guests, Venom. But she looks so tasty. Uh, in this day and age, I cannot comment on that. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, that's right, Venom. That's what could undo Venom is me too. But in any case, uh, yeah, I mean the sort of the appeal to mutants. I mean, look, if you take some of the well, really, if you take one of the X Men movies, you take some of the best X Men stories. If you were to take a script and you do find and replace mutants with gay, it's like oh, it's really making the same point. Like. Yep. Uh, X2, the second X-Men movie, is largely based on an amazing graphic novel called um, God Loves, Man Kills. And it's really, it's about, it's the first time that you, it was a graphic novel, so it was a little bit more violent. Uh, Wolverine swore. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's his, he is like, all right, I need this. It's called I mean- God Loves, Man <laughs> It's Marvel graphic novel number five, God Loves, Man Kills. And, you know, you got to see things like mutants being lynched and just you know terrible things like that that you wouldn't get day to day in the comics it was a little heavy you know so uh i think that uh, that allegory is is well on display and i think the idea of the gifted is not a bad one it's basically like well let's take some underserved characters in the x-men universe like thunderbird who died three issues into the run of the new uh, the new x-men the uncanny x-men and uh polaris who's a great character I, I love Polaris. Uh, she's she's married to Havoc uh, at some point. Uh, Cyclops 
brother. But um, I that was one of my biggest problems with the show when it started is that I felt like they just weren't using her right. Like in the I pilot, she had black hair, and I'm like, this is wrong. Yeah. Like if you have green hair, why don't you flaunt it? You know. I wish I had green hair. I wish you had I green hair don't too. Don't understand why they. And thank God that they went back to that. And thank God, and if you guys are watching season two, that we're getting this kind of. You see Magneto's daughter, even though they haven't explicitly said that. Mm-hmm. We know by the way she's looking that she is, but. On the point of social issues, that's why I liked The Gifted and why I still like The Gifted because I think that they are hitting, and Cloak and Dagger does this as well, they're hitting the social issues well. Uh, Cloak and Dagger does it better, in my opinion, but that's what's important about the mutant shows is that why not do that world building and, and talk about immigration and issues that we're seeing today with mutants. So they do hit that pretty strong. Where I do find weakness is... They don't utilize the characters as well as they could. Yeah, I think that, let's see, maybe it was two episodes ago, there was a great, like, backstory of Polaris. And I'm like, oh, I've only been waiting the whole series for this. <laughs> yeah. but, I, but I thought that was really well done. But then you do have, you always have other storylines. And I'm like, oh, come on. You know, with the, so you have the purifiers. Oof. And then you have, you have, what, a, Agent... Jace, what is this? Jace Turner. Jace Turner. The worst. Well, he's the worst because it's like, all right, so sure, you worked for Sentinel Services and your life went askew. But this is a hate group. And by the way, you're black. What are you doing with a hate group? No, seriously. It's just, it's too, and, and Steph, you and I have talked about that just off air. It's like the thing that drives me crazy is like, with no irony, he's like, yeah, no, I'm into this, you know? And uh, it's it's a little... Well, it's a lot tough, a lot of a tough pill to swallow. Uh, Zia, now you were new to The Gifted in season two because when you were started on this show, I said, don't worry about season one, you'll be fine. That's true. <laughs> he yeah. said not to watch season one. So yeah, I was like, just, okay, you didn't so need I did to. Um, what do you think works about the show? And then we'll talk about what doesn't work. Well, there are certain storyline, like parts of the story that I like. There are certain characters I like. I like Polaris. Um, I like. Um, Oh my god. Blink? Uh yes, thank yeah, you. That's that's also that's yeah. one of my favorites. She's too. she's great. Um and I the thing that I'll tell you the reason that I don't like it, and it's kind of just in simple terms. If you put the gifted on and you leave the room and you don't really know what's going on, it sounds like a soap opera. Yeah. That to me is and so when I'm watching it, I get so much soap opera vibes. Like the social issues are great, but I feel like they could have done it in a better way that felt more genuine and less drama y, if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. And you didn't even see the episode from last season when he runs off to help his ex girlfriend who's the like kingpin of crime, you know, in I, I don't even know what country. Oh he yeah, Colombia. That was a terrible yeah, that was a terrible storyline. Terrible. There there's a lot of like times where you're like, Oh, come on. What 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 is this? And her but, name was Carmen, like the most dramatic soap <laughs> opera name days of our lives. My name's Carmen. I mean, yeah. What? My mom's name is Carmen. Oh Carmen. my god! So you're so you're trying to say your mom's a drama queen? I just feel she is actually, <laughs> <laughs> and she's my queen. Aww. Aww. that was so cute and yet sad. Uh, so what? Oh, the girls just sided with Tony there. All right. I, I, that's all right. I see Any woman's a queen. They're on yeah. my side now. <laughs> that's right. You got them. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, and I think like so the way that the 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 fall finale ended was infuriating. That it's like so you have Thunderbird 
trying to push a truck and he gets like pinned against the truck and then agent turner is like i got you and i'm like oh man you're the worst (laughs) like you know um he should just be able to like look at you and knock you over oh uh, you know he's such a wuss that scene really pissed me off and steven actually stopped me from harping on this too much because with the inner circle why they're such powerhouses is that they've all been like okay we know your skill set this is what you're gonna do we know your skill set. This is what you're going to do. For some reason, the underground, who's been established for way longer, doesn't know each other's skill set. You have Eclipse, the power of the sun, essentially. And then you have Thunderbird. And you don't use Eclipse at all except to run. Why don't yeah. you run with the shield and then use Eclipse to block the racists? I mean, it's a great point. Steph, oh my god, yeah. you just solved that whole yeah. finale. They could have. I just remember watching that. it, and I'm like, this really doesn't work. And like, uh. it, it seemed like it, was, like the stunt was choreographed badly. There was just, it was just a lot of like where I was like, oh, there's only like three minutes left. I can't wait to be at the at the end of the midpoint of the season. Um, one, of, a couple of things that I've liked this season. I like the introduction of the inner circle. Um, most of the characters. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think that it's cool that we've gotten the Morlocks, which I feel like we'll get more in the second half. Underutilized. And, yeah. Agreed. No, I think under, yeah. underutilized so far, I think that they can, they can make it up to us in the second half. And we'll, you know, it's, look, feel pretty confident that that's where Blink's running off to. So I think that could be really interesting. So I think we could see a lot more of, of both of those things. Um, so, Zia, what do you think works about the show? And we'll see if Steph agrees with you. Oh, okay. Um, you know what? I like some of the backstories we've been getting. I like seeing Reva's backstory. Yeah. Because I like seeing that side of her. Yeah, what and I don't... how she what, got from where she is, or where she was to where she is now. Go ahead. What I don't like is seeing her use her power. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Her like, oh! Yeah. yeah. Opera? Yeah. Yeah, Opera yeah, yeah. mama? Yeah. The, uh, the, the very popular uh, Adam Sandler character, Opera Man. <laughs> with a destructive force of Opera Man. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I also I also really like the Morlocks. I agree, Steph. I think they're underutilized. I would like to see a bit more of them. I think I I wish that they hadn't glammed them up so much. I know that sounds like I just because I'm so used to the cartoon Morlocks. Yeah, I wish. I'd well, the cartoon Mor- Morlocks are a lot like the comic book. Okay, Morlocks. yeah, yeah that, that's that's basically. Um, yeah. But but I do like seeing them. That's that's really fun, and I kind of like seeing the dynamic with Blink and the Morlocks. Um, this is just purely because Thunderbird is just so pretty. Um, so, Absolutely. <laughs> so. Absolutely. I mean, even I've noticed he is a pretty he, man. Every yeah. time he's on the screen, I'm like, jeez, Lord, he is a good-looking person. Um, and that's just a whole other side note. But hey, but I like important. his character as well. <laughs> um, so yeah, and uh, I, the hate group, while it's infuriating, makes a really good point. I like the way they show that. Um, but yeah, it's watching it is very painful because you're like, it's this a, is ridiculous. It's a good story point, and I like that they have you know what that guy was like a dad on the OC, the talk show host. Oh yeah, who's yeah. basically <laughs> right. Uh... Well, he's he's like he's like a, a super powerful like I don't know Rush Limbaugh type basically. And you know? how am I forgetting like his influential name? type? I don't know Bill O'Reilly. Is that who you're thinking? No, of? yeah, but also Sean Hannity. Oh, Sean, Sean Hannity. Hannity. I was gonna I was gonna list all of them, and eventually I was gonna be basically right. he's just a he's just he's metaphor. just a combination of all of them. And no, the the group existing is, is good story. It's just Agent Turner. Like, come on, man, you just you just can't. But apparently, you know, he just really wanted to to feel in, included. It's just crazy though because you can tell they show so much of this back and forth with him where he's not really that guy, but somehow he just starts going along with it and he's like, "Whoa, guys, this is really extreme." And the and they can talk him into it that easily. 
Yeah. Is it really because he has nothing? I don't know. Anyway, that just. Well, I mean, that's that's bit. why they have the uh, sort of exhausting storyline of him trying to get his wife on the phone. But, oh, uh, God. Yeah. By the way, his wife, probably the smartest person on the show. Yeah, just like cut and run. You know, there's a. Leave him. Yeah, yeah there's seriously. no reason to be with this guy. So at the center of the series, uh, both seasons, is the Strucker von Strucker family. Um, I. I. I had high hopes for Andy this season that he was going to be a little cooler, a little tougher. Um, the emo hair just doesn't just doesn't work, you know. That does, you know, a, a bad dye job doesn't uh, turn you into what Quicksilver. I mean, I guess that's no. the look he's going for. And um, I mean, I think it's sort of interesting that that he's part of this group and he he wants to belong, you know, because he doesn't want to belong with his family, but. To me, the weak point of the show is that family. You know, they're like having Reed have powers because, you know, he, he was he was the worst part of the show. Yeah, he, and and now his wife is the worst part of the show, which is surprising because they're such strong actors. Yes, I just don't think that they fit well in this yeah. story. Yeah, and it's interesting that you say that because I I do have to agree that the whole premise of the show was kind of built off this family. But I think that they're realizing that this, you know, like, upper-class family dynamic's just not fun, really. Especially yeah. when two of your family members doesn't have power. So they gave it to Reed, and it just seems yeah. like it's not developed in the best way. And I, I think both parents might end up dying. Uh, ah. That's what I kept asking for in season one. I was like, the show is going to be so much better if you kill him. I, I, week in, week out, our uh, former uh, co-host here, Michael Shirley, we just wanted them to die so much. It just, you know, we would have sicked venom on them if we could have. If only we could have. But, you know what, he won't eat just anything. That's really the problem. You know, venom's a, he has some degree of standards. So uh, I think that the show is continuing to improve, but it's definitely like a, you know, one step forward, three or four steps back, you know, like I thought that, uh, that Rebecca character who was super powerful and like Andy's girlfriend and whoops, I killed my girlfriend. Uh, that was actually interesting. The I way that that, that played out. Yeah. The way that that, I didn't, I didn't see him killing her by the no, way. No, me neither. I, 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 I kind of hoped she killed him. That's just me. But, um, I thought that was much more likely to happen because, you know, just, uh, but I thought it was kind of interesting that you have this like super powerful mutant who's just like, oh, you know, it'd be really fun to kill all these people. Uh, so they've definitely had some surprises in this season, right? I, I would say that that was a fairly big one, right, Steph? I definitely a huge surprise. And I, I do have to say that I, I've enjoyed both seasons, but the past three episodes have been really strong. The last one in particular is the strongest I think ever in the gifted history. So I think we're getting to a place of where the writers and the, the initial vision was supposed to be. So I would stay tuned. Yeah, I I think you're right. And uh, interestingly enough, the last episode so far was called game changer. Maybe it was a little bit of a game changer for all of us, except for that last scene with Thunderbird. Um, I don't know. I, uh, I, 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 I don't mind keeping an eye on the show uh, for for this show, but uh, there's weeks, Zia, where you know you come in and you're just like, oh my god, I can't believe I had to watch that. There were a few re- like really not episodes where I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, I I agree though. I think the last three have been more where I'm interested in the story and I'm a little bit more interested in the characters and I like some of the risks they took with Rebecca killing that room full of people yeah. and then Rebecca ended up and ending up dying. I like that they did that. Just because it adds a little bit of edge into the show. And I also didn't expect it to happen so quickly. Yeah. I figured that character was going to be around for a little while. Yeah. And, um, you know, it kind of makes you 
It makes you very sympathetic. What I like that it does with what's happening in just the world today that they do really well is that it's showing how everybody has their own agenda and how they're doing whatever it takes to further their own agenda. Mm-hmm. And it's always so opposite from everybody else's and nobody can see any sides. There's no middle ground. It's just a bunch of people yelling that whatever they want and whatever they see is right. And Basically nobody works together. America. Like it's yeah. So that's I the way they showed that, I was like, oh yeah, okay, that I get that. Uh, and we'd be remiss if uh, I didn't uh, highlight characters that I thought the introduction of uh, was a huge uh, improvement on the show. The Stepford Cuckoos, a.k.a. the Frosts. I thought that the story, the episode that had their little backstory, that there used to be five of them, mm. I thought that was really interesting. Which is true to the comic. Yeah, I thought that mm. when uh, Esme stayed behind and the other two uh, went out in the field I thought they were going to get killed and I'm like well that would have been really interesting if we were down to one mm-hmm. you know five. yeah but yeah. Uh, I think it could still happen this year but I just was convinced I'm like well, why else would she stay behind to babysit you know oh no just because it was bad bad writing but <laughs> but uh, you know I, I had my hopes I, I don't know those characters are great though and uh, I, I I definitely like what are people saying in the chat about the gifted the, um, we, we never spend this much time in the gifted no I know Ivan Soto said Andy is a moron that's just what made mm-hmm. me giggle absolutely I don't think anybody anybody in this room is going to disagree no. with that because that was great but first of all I have to just say that everybody was excited to see Steph everybody said hi Steph hey let's say that first oh alright yeah. okay. love the chat fam yeah and um Ivan Social also says, I hope Esme gets redeemed. Ghost8386 says, the gifted version of Alex Jones. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah. that's who that talk show host is. I mean, Alex Jones is, is a little extreme. Yeah, you know? I think he's a little bit, he's a little bit more Bill O'Reilly, Sean Hannity. Yeah, but, a little bit. Yeah, but, I mean, in terms of, like, he seems to have built, like, an empire like Alex Jones. Well, Alex Jones had when he was able to Goodbye. actually upload his show. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know. And look, here's the funny thing: is as Zia knows, usually we run out of time to talk about the gifted. Just, yeah, there's yeah, been we so do. much the last few weeks, a lot of stuff, and we're just like, oh, oh yeah, we got to catch up on the gifted. And this seemed like the perfect opportunity uh, to do it. Uh, Steph, where else do people find you? Uh, I guess uh, South Park. We just uh, we just wrapped on season twenty two. Yeah, it was sad, but we'll still be doing some sort of South Park weekly. Yeah, Phil always likes us to do like game trivia contests and yeah. favorite favorite episode uh, theme shows and stuff. So we'll be back in the new year at some point. In terms of Marvel shows, uh, The Gifted, obviously, but we are on a mid season hiatus. Um, Cloak and Dagger when it comes back, which is next year. You know, somebody thinks that she's too old for that show. Dude, no, it's amazing. <laughs> she she watched every episode, it's so it's I not. Did. I saw everyone, and you did it. I, I'm with you. I'm I really liked I it. I love <laughs> sorry, Cloak and Dagger, and, and I have such a like. I love the cast. And let's just say I'm substantially older than Zia, and I am not too old for the show. Yeah. So I don't quite know what it is. I don't know what you miss, Zia. Sorry, we'll guys. have to talk sorry. after. Yeah, <laughs> Star Drew says, "Is Steph coming back to the Cloak and Dagger after show?" Yes, I should be. I mean, okay. uh, fingers crossed. Hopefully, I will be able to. I love that show, and I love the people. In the I think that it. the uh, the casting of uh, both uh, Tandy and Tyrone was great. Perfect. Because if they weren't, the show doesn't work for me. But you don't like them, right? Yeah. So that's what? really the problem. That's the fundamental problem. I like, is that you I like Tyrone more than I like Tandy. Okay. I think Tandy, I actually, the reason I worry for the... Um, I forget her name, who plays Lauren Strucker, is because they look so similar, and I think Tandy is so strong at her role. 
um, kind of also a similar role too. Zayas Bilu says, "Don't blame me, Zia." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> anyway, so I also do SNL and Charmed. If you guys are into that, which I mean, you might be if yeah. you if you like Marvel, you might be into Charmed. Yeah. And if you want to see uh, Zia, I'm sorry, if you want to see Steph and her co-hosts talk about whatever it was that Miley Cyrus was wearing on SNL last night, check out the uh, archive version of that. And other than that, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Steph Sabra. Well, Steph, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. You guys Yay. are like my favorite people ever. I'm oh. so happy we're on this one. He texted me and said you were going to be on the show. I was like, yes. Because she's like, because I wasn't coming. If she, you know. <laughs> yeah, she was like, pretty much. I was like, going to kind of just sit this one out. Well, yeah, and you brought awesome. treats, so God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy someone's eating all this sugar so I can get out of my house and I don't get diabetes. I'm your gal. <laughs> well, we gave Tony Please diabetes from what I hear. Uh, <laughs> and now, Steph, we're not kicking you out because we don't adore you, but because we're going to talk about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and you didn't see it. I didn't so, see it, so I need to GTFO. Uh, yeah, Because I don't exactly. want spoilers. No, That's right. I don't want to ruin anything oh, for you, except that I think you're going to enjoy it. are going to be... Yeah, I would say check it out when you can. You know, if maybe you don't have time to get out to the to the, the- theater, uh, check it out. But again, at Steph Sabra, like you said. And uh, hopefully, we have an occasion to have you back here on the show sometime yes, soon. Yes, thanks for having me, guys. All right, thank you. So, thank you. Uh, Zia, to start... Your yes. expectations for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse going into it. What were, were you hopeful? What did you think you were going to get out of it? Oh, honestly, I, I not that I wasn't hopeful, but I wasn't expecting that much. Just because of the what I was mostly excited for, looking forward to the most seeing this, was Jake Johnson. Yes. Oh, that's the the reason I got my wife to be yes. excited for it. Like, she was going to go see it with me. And, I, and, you know, we know his name's Jake Johnson, but we're like... So uh, yeah, Nick from Nick New Miller. Girl. Nick yeah, Miller. Nick from New Girl Sorry. is like a uh, <laughs> yes. is like a, a Peter Parker's kind of given up on being Spider Man a little bit, yeah. you know. And yeah. that was perfect. He was amazing. Yeah, because when you think of like a little bit of a bum Peter Parker yeah. Spider Man, you think of Nick Miller. Absolutely, Jake Johnson. It's perfect. Yeah. Um. So that was what I was most excited about, and it did not disappoint. But mostly, I was going into it just being kind of hopefully optimistic, just because I wasn't sure what to expect. It's a slightly new storyline. Um. So, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting a ton. Yeah, and I mean, there's obviously so much great vocal talent. Uh, Chris Pine is the Spider-Man in Miles Morales' universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Lily Tomlin is Aunt May. Yeah. And um, Herschel Ali is Aaron Davis slash Prowler, which was a nice little... I uh, do love him, too, yeah. so that's And cool. uh, Haley Steinfeld as Gwen Stacy slash Spider-Woman. I like that they didn't... You know, she's Spider-Gwen. We all know Spider her as Spider-Gwen. Yeah. But, uh, and... Uh, one of my favorite bits of casting was Nicolas Cage Nicolas as Cage. Spider-Man Noir. Yes. It was such a perfect part for him. You know what's great is I didn't know that going in. Right. So throughout the entire movie, I was like, I know that voice. Who is that? That's so familiar. And it was Nicolas Cage. And then the when I saw the end of it, the whole way driving home, the only thing I could think was, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought you would get that, but I don't think anyone else will. And uh, Liev Schreiber as the Kingpin. Interesting take on the Kingpin. He's like, yeah, you know, how you doing? Forget about it. Like, he was definitely... Very mobster. Very, yeah, very, like, uh, mafia. Yeah. Very, like, Italian gangster. Very different interpretation than what we got from Vincent D'Onofrio. And also, what was interesting about it, and I know that he is like this in the comics, and I don't know if I just haven't got... They made him so huge. Yes. 
but with a very small head. He is often very large, and it just depends on the artist. But this was this was crazy. Yeah. Uh, so what, uh, what did you, uh, what did you think of the story? Now, how familiar were you with Miles Morales? Um, not too much. Only from what I've seen in the Spider-Man yeah. XD cartoon that we watched. Right, because and, he, it's, in that show, both Peter and Miles are Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, and so they're alongside each other, which I will say this, I'm not super happy with the fact that they killed off Peter Parker yeah. in this world. Not into that. No. I, I would rather them be working side by side if that's what you want to do. That's or fine. Or just not even side by side. They're just like, you know, they're doing their own Two things. Maybe yeah, yeah, whatever. Maybe in different parts of the city. Oh, yeah. Oh, we should say uh, spoiler sorry, alert. Spoiler alert, guys. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Tony. Well, it happens pretty early in the, uh, in the you know, it's sort of a fundamental. Uh, you can't uh, win. Yeah, yeah you, you can't, can't win. win with that. I know. Yeah. We should have said it. You're yeah. right. So uh, we should definitely say uh, the spoilers. Uh, that that's that's on me because I should have because I just sort of naturally jumped into it. But we're we're gonna talk we're gonna talk a lot of spoilers in terms of plot and stuff. That's sort of a significant moment, and then we get the different Spider Man. We get the Jake Johnson Spider Man who is you know is, are those sweat, are those sweatpants? <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's like he's like I, I I think what he's trying to say is I'm fat. <laughs> are you calling me fat? I forget the, the exact line. Yeah. That was me. It was just it was really funny. Oh, they call him I like, spent a lot of it laughing. Call him like well shaped or something. Yeah, like you're oh, a yeah. different shape. He's like you're calling me fat. <laughs> That's what you're trying to say is I'm fat. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. You know, the origin story for Miles figuring out, and I. I know this was in the trailer, but it's uh, he can turn invisible. I can't do it on command. He can't do it on command, yeah. you know. And the uh, so it's interesting that he has different powers than Spider Man. You know, I think that that helps. Uh, Gwen seems to have you know some slightly different powers. Uh, I don't know. There's there's obviously so many, but for me personally, and we talked about this when we reviewed the trailer, I just couldn't have been happier that they included Peter Porker, the spectacular Spider Ham. Expertly voiced by comedian John Mulaney. That was pretty uh, great. And just you know the he when he goes he's going back to his his universe. He gives Miles the mallet and he's like, "This is for you. It'll go in. It'll what is it? It'll, it'll fit in your it'll pocket. It'll fit in your pocket. That's what it is." <laughs> and I just uh, I just loved stuff like that. You know, I thought that that was uh, it was very funny that they included him. Yeah. And. My favorite moment yes. still was from the trailer, though, where they're like, "Do animals talk in this earth?" I don't want to. I don't want to freak anybody yeah. out. And then he just falls over and. Fails. Yes, I mean we already knew that was going to happen, but I still thoroughly it's enjoyed it. It's still very it funny in the context yeah. of of the movie. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was. I don't know. Look, it was a really fun story, and mm-hmm. I think that this is the way that you can get movie going audiences comfortable with Miles Morales is to do it in a multiverse yeah. in a in a multi Spider Man movie. You know, you get to think like, hey, do you guys want a Spider-Gwen movie? She's pretty cool. Do you want a Spider-Man noir movie? Yes, I do, by the way. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I love that he kept the Rubik's One, Cube. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, the and, Rubik's Cube was great. And uh, Blue? No. <laughs> Purple? No. And, and it was just it was just fun, and it was funny, and, you know, sometimes, sometimes the superhero movies get a little bogged down and overly serious. Now. Mm-hmm. You know, they've done a decent job with the Spider-Man movies and had some degree of fun, but because this was animated, I thought it was great. I thought, uh, you know, getting to know Miles and his family, you know, his dad dropping him off at school was very funny, you know, all yeah. the, all the yeah, differing levels good. of humiliation. And, uh, you know, I thought that uh, there, 
there was like a there was a good lesson really and it was well voiced mm-hmm. by Stan Lee who uh I saw this movie with our friend uh Amy Cassandra Martinez and her husband I saw and pictures. she was very moved by uh what Stan had to say so Aww. oh the mask always fits you know or something you know so uh it, I, you want to know what she said oh that's actually, she was like, <laughs> did so, you hear that next to you well, in she the was, theater? She was next to me. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, she was just, it was, it, it definitely moved her. And, you know, look, we only have a few more Stanley cameos. I don't know how many oh, we have. Gosh, I but, uh, I, I wasn't, I still, I knew that it would be in here. I just wasn't expecting it. And then you just sort of get that moment like, oh, no. It's a little extra sad. I gotta say, yes, can sir. I just, um, please. Yeah, I did watch it too. Um, I already talked about it a little bit, but, I gotta say that's that that cameo really stood out to me mainly because he had more of a message to say than most of his cameos in you know like telling everyone like you can be a hero like not necessarily a superhero because you know they're super superheroes or superheroes <laughs> but like you, you can be a hero you know like yeah. you can step up to the occasion and you can be I guess like a hero in your own life you know and then like whatever obstacles you may be facing you can overcome them if you uh, just keep persevering. Right. Yeah. Basically, don't give up and eat a ton of pizza and start wearing sweatpants. You have to actually keep at it. Yeah. And I think, you know, it was nice to see Miles learn that. And, you know, he he steals the flash drive and he's like, no, I got this. And uh, I thought uh, that there really was a nice message uh, in here. Uh, And we'd be remiss also if we didn't uh, talk about Penny Parker, who... um, I'm going to be totally honest. I didn't know anything about that. And I, did and I not was just know like, was this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like, do I, do I want that movie the most? Probably not. But fascinated by the idea that there could be a movie of that. Um, and there's been, you know, they're definitely focused on doing a sequel to this and they want to do some spinoffs of uh, some of the uh, female Spider uh, women, which could include uh, both Penny and Spider-Gwen, but there's also Spider-Women who weren't included in here, including uh, Jessica Drew, who's the original Spider-Woman from the 70s uh, from uh, from Marvel Comics. So, uh, yeah, I think that... I don't know, we could be in store for some... You know, this worked really well. It was very successful already. Mm-hmm. So... You know, DC does a really good job, and they have a lot of animated movies that uh, not, they don't really come out theatrically, usually. Oh, there's a lot of those are on um, Netflix, all, mm-hmm. a lot of the Batman movies, and they're fantastic. Yeah. The, and the Killing Joke, which I know a lot of people didn't like, I thoroughly I, enjoyed. I actually thought it was good, yeah. So. Yeah, and I think that uh, the idea that, you know, like, well, these will work. And, you know, especially as we get to the merger with Fox, and they don't know what they're going to do with their movies, well, maybe, you know... Put an X-Men animated movie out there while you figure out what you're going to do with the live action, you know, like a, a reboot and recast Wolverine and, you know, all the things that they're probably going to want to do. Don't well, know I don't, if I'm ready for that say, I don't know if we're ready for that. So Ooh. let's just do an animated, an animated an X-Men animated, movie yeah. and make it look like the 90s series. Yeah. You know? I am down for that. <laughs> right? <laughs> so uh, what are people in the chat saying about Spider-Verse? Most people are saying that they really liked it. Um, the Christian Jackson had uh, the great point, or I mean, the great funny moment said, the, that's all, folks. And then, is he allowed to say that? Like, legally. Oh, yeah, is that, he allowed to say that? That was very funny. Yeah, that I was like really that. funny. Yeah. Um, Ghost8386, who, by the way, I did see it in chat, Ghost. Happy birthday for tomorrow. It's hey! his 35th birthday tomorrow. 35th? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I, happy birthday. If only I could be 35 again. But happy birthday to you. <laughs> he also said, um, 
said that he loved the Stan Lee cameo. And where was the other one that I saw? Uh, I just saw another one that he said that was great. Oh, the end credit was uh, great also. Yes, so we see a little awesome. bit of uh, Spider-Man 2099, voiced by Oscar Isaac, by the way, which I only know because ah. I looked it up. I mean, I looked up everybody because I'm like, who are some of these voices? But when he ended up going back to the 1967 Spider-Man, why are you pointing at me? Why are you pointing at me? I thought that was very funny. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've we've talked about a lot of the different animated incarnations of Spider-Man. And, uh, again, our friend Amy was a huge fan of the 1967 Spider-Man, so she was uh, very excited to uh, see that there. Yeah, And, you know, it just lends itself to all the different opportunities they have to tell more of these stories going forward. And uh, Spider-Man 2099 would be a uh, welcome addition. You know, he was he was actually noticeably absent when they were starting to put everybody together. So they're like, it's all right. We're saving him. It's cool. Um, yeah, so I think that, you know, it's, uh, it's great. This was a nice little end of the year, you yeah. know, sort of like a little extra, like, hey, we got a little bit more Marvel for you. Don't worry. Captain Marvel's coming. Avengers Endgame, sure, but how about Spider-Verse? And it was just a really fun, enjoyable time. Yeah. Like, I just got to go relax. I really liked the art style. I thought it was really cool. I liked the way that they threw in, like, the comic book elements while they were doing the, like, within the movie. I thought that was really fun. Just yeah, yeah. like some of the like the word balloons and the mm-hmm. the little text boxes. When he was thinking, yeah, he would think out loud the words. I really enjoyed that. I th- just those little touches just made it so much more fun. There were a lot of like really cool visual flourishes, yeah. including yeah. including like when the dimension started to merge. Yes, I liked that. Uh, and typically, I'm not somebody that needs to see a movie in 3D, but I am going to see this movie again. Uh, probably not. Probably I'm going to see it again this week. Because, shameless plug, we're going to do an episode of the Blackcast about it. Zia's going to be there. Amy's going to be there. Yay. And my usual guys are going to be there. Uh, Blackcast.com. B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T.com. And I want to see it in 3D. Because Ooh, yeah. the uh, just some of those visuals, I'm like, oh, this would actually look really cool. I feel like animation can lend itself a little bit better to 3D. Especially in situations where they're having a bunch of multiverses kind of implode into yeah. it. Really, you know, come in within... I don't even know how they do that. Like, within one universe, there's, like, a bunch of them. I feel like doing that not in a cartoon would be a little bit harder. Yeah. And definitely a lot more expensive. So... (laughs) I mean, so expensive you just wouldn't see it. You just, yeah. Just flat out it wouldn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that it was cool that they were able to take that idea and use it and make it look as cool as they did in a cartoon. And look, let's let's not gloss over the fact that, uh, you know, they are... Marvel's doing a lot better uh, in terms of having, you know, in terms of Captain Marvel. We're going to have more female and minority leads. And, you know, yes, there's a lot of Spider-Men in this one, but Miles is the main character. Mm -hmm. And I think a follow-up movie would probably not have much of the Spider-Verse aspect. It would probably be a Miles Morales movie, which I think would be great. You know, Uh, he's... Look, Peter Parker's always going to be my Spider-Man. He's just my guy, you know? it's uh, Well, he's always been Spider-Man. Yeah. That's the thing. That's that's the one thing that... I I know I already said this. I just kind of wish that they they hadn't killed him. I think it would be fine to have two. Right. Again, spoiler. Uh, But, uh, hey, Anthony, in the scene in, like, Aunt May's garage when you saw all the spider-man suits did you notice the one from the video game there oh yeah i saw that that was really cool right i mean i only i knew because a friend of mine who plays a video game yeah i noticed that um it was interesting because didn't they make a like a uh, a comic book as well 
with uh, that that goes hand in hand with the video game. Yes, I, I believe series. they did. Yeah. yeah, and there were just a lot of like cool different suits, and I like that uh, Miles like he actually. I believe they call that he tagged his own uh, Spider-Man costume, put his own personal touch on it. Anyway, very happy with that film. And again, that was a great way to sort of wind down 2018, which is what we're doing here on the show. Uh, We'll be off the next couple weeks, but we will be back on Sunday, January 6th. I believe we're going to be on at nine o'clock again because uh, I think that works better for everyone here. Uh, so you'll have to uh, follow us on social media uh, before then. And uh, this is mostly because the Doctor Who season ended and Zia's not doing a show at 9 right before, you know. So now we can be the show at 9. We can be the show at, at 9. At least for a little while. Yeah. Uh, so uh, without further ado, uh, Zia, where do people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore land. It's XIA underscore land. And also tomorrow we're going to do the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina um, uh, holiday special. I don't know if it's Christmas special. I think it might be a holiday special. Anyway. Take um, the safe route. Yeah, I think it's a holiday special. So I'm super excited about that. Tomorrow at 7 p.m. We're going to be talking all about that right before we break for the holidays. So it's perfect. Well, that'll be fun. And, uh, you know, that's going to be great. You know, I know that you've enjoyed the uh, it's the chilling adventures of Sabrina. The chilling right? adventures of Sabrina. Yeah, it was a it was a fun show. I really liked it. It's good, and uh, I think it. Well, I think they shot the seasons like concurrently, so there already are enough episodes for season two. Yep. Right? Yeah, season two is already coming out. They've yep. shot them, so we know Great. at least we're going to get it. Yay. That's right, and unless Disney decides that they want to cancel it, because Disney cancels everything on Netflix. Just jokes, just jokes. Uh, you can find me at Christian DMZ, Twitter and Instagram. I already gave the shameless plug for my personal podcast, The Black Cast, but it is spelled B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. And at Tony B. Tony underscore in the booth, uh, where do people find you other than that? Uh, are Your shows are on hiatus at the moment? Yeah, uh, Horror Movie News is on hiatus right now, but we'll be back, uh, the, I believe, the second week of January. Okay. Yes, uh, January 9th, I want to say, that Tuesday, we'll be coming back, and there's going to be a lot of uh, new things happening, so stay tuned and see who's uh, who's back and who isn't. Oh, are you are you gonna not be back, Anthony? You better be back, Tony. We'll have to. We'll oh my Stay gosh. tuned and find you out. I don't know if I want to watch Tony. that show. Way to tease that up. I don't know if I want to watch that show if you're not on it. But uh, anyway, uh, so thanks so much to uh, everybody who uh, continues to support this show, all of our great people in the chat, yeah. and of course, we always want to get in the. The Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and of course, Happy New Year. We will see you, as I said, on January the 6th, probably at 9 Pacific. But until then, Excelsior! Bye! Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 